so sick assistant shop and see me smoothly a sucker could never be so we leave the adversaries fold up got the game sold up like we what i need is a m double e-t-i-n-g r double o-m master groupies be like man i know him but i'd rather be low-key like the l-e-f-t s-i-d-e of the piano the sucker heals me Yo, I might call a Uber comfort or I might swing through the train doing big things while these lousy losers sit and complain. Ain't it a shame how these haters don't change? Remember when I used to want to flip a rover in the range, but I moved on to better things. But you know me, I might still practice at the range. I got a grasp on the work, moving things back and forth, that's work. Yeah, a hater couldn't, wouldn't know what I mean, cause they too slow smoothly. I was all about speed smoothly. I keep the wham, everything that you need. Gunja blowing, growing on seas. Oh, sell. Price you can't beat it. It's TAC dog. Get rest up above the sun, trading Forex, Bollinger, Bantas on my screen, 89, period, ATR. I'm running through your goals and they say I went too far. See, I don't play about the way that I increase my pay. And any day I can turn your sunny noon to rain. So stay mundane, I'm getting paid for mitigating risk from haters kill change. It's in map scan all your IP range. Uh, keep you on your toes, but I bet you won't swing. P and C get residuals from people when it's time to ride. So I'ma stay up in your face when you see me. It's time to decide. Should I buy a plaza or should I let it ride? I don't know, dog, but it's mad land outside. Already could afford it, but the question is, do I want to end hole in the petrified forest? Keeping money flows, and you know they in orbit. TV screens fall in the Uber watching Norbert. Don't interrupt me, especially when I'm recording smoothly. Barely ever, ever, ever rocking Jordans, doing things that I feel be way more important. Google me, see me. My name is always corporate. Saw the 10 cube, bought the dead holders, and absorbed it. Whoa. Chance of the stems, hit the corner, might bend the rim. Oh man, vehicles is what I can't stand. Rather be driven or at least a sprinter van. Executing plans and I'm never popping zans. Might melt down this can to play white gold through your brush plates. Haters don't understand, not in the slightest sort of faint. Wait, no need to even continue. Find a deal on these with the Linux and I be in it always to win it. My encounter split it, then Vimic cloud processors with few limits delivery. Drop that the dough, but the robot blow might go. Who is it? Torn fabric, still might rip it. CPU crypto with the computer pimping. Never slipping, pay attention. You didn't listen, cause there's nothing I forgot to mention. Oh.
Check the M2 money supply. 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 But I might flip a old school, be my five series, pull four, oh four. As a project with a PC, be bored. on the first decade of Titus Livius, Book 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Painter. Discourses on the first decade of Titus Livius, Book 2, by Niccolo Machiavelli. Translated by Ninian Hill Thompson. Chapter 9 Of the Causes Which Commonly Give Rise to Wars Between States The occasion which led to war between the Romans and Samnites, who for long had been in league with one another, is of common occurrence in all powerful states, being either brought about by accident, or else purposely contrived by someone who would set war afoot. As between the Romans and the Samnites, the occasion of war was accidental. For in making war upon the Sidicinians and afterwards on the Campanians, the Samnites had no thought of involving themselves with the Romans. But the Campanians being overpowered, and contrary to the expectation of Romans and Samnites alike, resorting to Rome for aid, 
the Romans, on whose protection they threw themselves, were forced to succour them as dependents and to accept a war which, it seemed to them, they could not with honour decline. For though they might have thought it unreasonable to be called on to defend the Campanians as friends against their own friends, the Samnites, it seemed to them shameful not to defend them as subjects or as a people who had placed themselves under their protection. For they reasoned that to decline their defence would close the gate against all others who at any future time might desire to submit themselves to their power. And, accordingly, since glory and empire and not peace were the ends which they always had in view, it became impossible for them to refuse this protectorship. A similar circumstance gave rise to the first war with the Carthaginians, namely, the protectorate assumed by the Romans of the citizens of Messina in Sicily. And this likewise came about by chance. But the second war with... This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, and to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Moira Fogarty. The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Translated by Lionel Giles. Part 12. The Attack by Fire. Sun Tzu said, There are five ways of attacking with fire. The first is to burn soldiers in their camp. The second is to burn stores. The third is to burn baggage trains. The fourth is to burn arsenals and magazines. The fifth is to hurl dropping fire amongst the enemy. In order to carry out an attack, we must have means available. The material for raising fire should always be kept in readiness. There is a proper season for making attacks with fire, and special days for starting a conflagration. The proper season is when the weather is very dry, the special days are those when the moon is in the constellations of the sieve, the wall, the wing, or the crossbar, for these four are all days of rising wind. In attacking with fire, one should be prepared to meet five possible developments. One, when fire breaks out inside to enemy's camp, respond at once with an attack from without. Two, if there is an outbreak of fire, but the enemy's soldiers remain quiet, bide your time and do not attack. 3. When the force of the flames has reached its height, follow it up with an attack, if that is practicable. If not, stay where you are. 4. If it is possible to make an assault with fire from without, do not wait for it to break out within, but deliver your attack at a favorable moment. 5. When you start a fire, be to windward of it. Do not attack from the leeward. A wind that rises in the daytime lasts long, but a night breeze soon falls. In every army, the five developments connected with fire must be known, the movements of the stars calculated, and a watch kept for the proper days. Hence, those who use fire as an aid to the attack show intelligence. Those who use water as an aid to the attack gain an accession of strength. By means of water, an enemy may be intercepted, but not robbed of all his belongings. That, that bitch up, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh. 3K.
Crossing the credit line, doing forex, investing in the REITs over time. Gotta get it in, all about the dividends. What these perpetrators gonna do, you know they pretend. As I let the filter knowledge seep in, I'm up doing food journal entries overnight through the weekend. Realize that the business comes with the crown. But forget all so of the feelings, good. just focus on controlling multiple crowds. So I make connections, avoiding frauds, who be flexing. I advise you to do the same. If First, only for your protection. Pull up, pull up. Violin and revocable trust. On a making money mission, taking massive action. Tropic to reducing all of distractions. Spinning an operator system up exquisite fashion. Making compound transactions. Could care less if a naysayer reaction. Chilling, relaxing, scrum, sprint, swag on boot, one, two, keyboard, fashion. Never lacking SSH back in via Docker containers on my CLI. Going hard pipe through the XR, smoothly designing, play the jewelry through a contact lens. Less on the end Cause the women through the space bar Cold Q1 liners on the okay. FC increase my trade line Now I ride Beamers whenever Under server drives Then the personal okay. assistant CPU pimping Get computers to bring me what I need How I do it dog I read 24-7 360 degrees Over real subjects Used to dream Eating margarita wings In front of publics uh. Yo, go so low so I get that fast But still gotta build my team so that I can stay Gotta wake up and I do it every day Make a to-do list, print out with the cron Whipping up great Poupon 6 hours after dawn 20k unit for bricks, trade on Keeping more green than the lawn I can rent a drop top anytime I want at leisure Turn a raspberry pie into a movie theater You don't like me, I don't like it either Either striking markers when they lukewarm or keep it hot Kinda like it's a new heater Making tixtures into liters Mixing up new tropics and some beakers Where's the sounds coming from your speakers? Man, I hate waiting, gotta build a credit line. Man, I hate waiting, gotta build a credit line. Man, I hate waiting, gotta build a credit line. Three K per bucket, make it fast and go trust it. Anybody try to go and play, go get busted. Rather converse over real subjects. Used to dream eating margarita wings in front of publics. Uh. Book 4 of The Art of War by Niccolo Machiavelli Translated by Henry Neville This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Clive Catterall Book 4 Luigi said, 
Since an engagement has been won so honourably under my rule, I think it is well if I do not tempt fortune further, knowing how changeable and unstable it is. And therefore I desire to resign my speakership, and that, wanting to follow the order that belongs to the youngest, Zenobi now assume this office of questioning. And I know he will not refuse this honour, or we would rather say this hard work, as much in order to give pleasure as also because he is naturally more courageous than I. Nor should he be afraid to enter into these labours, where he can thus be overcome as he can overcome. Zenobi said, I intend to stay where you put me, even though I would more willingly stay to listen, because up to now I am more satisfied with your questions than those which occurred to me in listening to your discussions pleased me. But I believe it is well, lords, since you have time left, and of patience, we do not annoy you with these ceremonies of ours. Fabrizio said, I'd rather you give me pleasure, because this change of questioners makes me know the various geniuses and your various desires. Is there anything remaining of the matter discussed which you think should be added? Zenobi said, There are two things I desire before we pass on to another part. The one is that you would show me if there is another form of organising the army which may occur to you. The other, what considerations ought a captain have before going to battle? And if some accident should arise concerning it, what remedies can be made? Fabrizio said, I will make an effort to satisfy you. I will not reply to your questions in detail, for when I answer one, often it will also answer another. I have told you that I proposed a form for the army which should fill all the requirements according to the nature of the enemy and the site, because in this case one proceeds according to the site and the enemy. But note this, that there is no greater peril than to overextend the front of your army, unless you have a very large and very brave army. Otherwise, you have to make it rather wide and of short length than of long length and very narrow. For when you have a small force compared to the enemy, you ought to seek other remedies. For Chapter 18 of The Art of Money Getting. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jill Preston The Art of Money Getting by P.T. Barnum Chapter 18 Be Charitable Of course men should be charitable because it is a duty and a pleasure but even as a matter of policy if you possess no higher incentive you will find that the liberal man will command patronage while the sordid uncharitable miser will be avoided Solomon says There is that scattereth and yet increaseth and there is that withholdeth more than meat, but it tendeth to poverty. Of course, the only true charity is that which is from the heart. The best kind of charity is to help those who are willing to help themselves. Promiscuous almsgiving, without inquiring into the worthiness of the applicant, is bad in every sense. But to search out and quietly assist those who are struggling for themselves is the kind that scattereth and yet increaseth. But don't fall into the idea that some person's practice of giving a prayer instead of a potato and a benediction instead of bread to the hungry. It is easier to make Christians with full stomachs than empty. End of chapter 18. Recording by Jill Preston.
chapter 8 of Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Painter. Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 2, by Niccolo Machiavelli. Translated by Ninian Hill Thompson. Chapter 8. Why certain nations leave their ancestral seats and overflow the countries of others. Having spoken above of the methods followed by the Romans in making war, and related how the Etruscans were attacked by the Gauls, it seems to me not foreign to these topics to explain that of wars there are two kinds. One kind of war has its origin in the ambition of princes or republics who seek to extend their dominions. Such were the wars waged by Alexander the Great and by the Romans, and such are those which we see every day carried on by one potentate against another. Wars of this sort have their dangers, but do not utterly extirpate the inhabitants of a country. What the conqueror seeks being merely the submission of the conquered people who, generally speaking, he suffers to retain their laws and always their houses and goods. The other species of war is when an entire people, with all the families of which it is made up, being driven out by famine or defeat, removes from its former seat and goes in search of a new abode and a new country, not simply with the view to establish dominion over it, but to possess it as its own, and to expel or exterminate the former inhabitants. Of this most terrible and cruel species of warfare, Sallust speaks at the end of his history of the war with Jugurtha, where in mentioning that after the defeat of Jugurtha, the movement of the Gauls into Italy began to be noticed, he observes that, in the wars of the Romans with other nations, the struggle was for mastery, but that always in their wars with the Gauls, the struggle on both sides was for life. For a prince or commonwealth, when attacking another state, will be content to rid themselves. Yo, yo, pay desk go on the rise, let me consult for a fee. Every time you see the logo, it's on the billboard. Notice me now, look at you, how you say I'm doing wrong, smoothly making, moving songs, doing what I gotta do. Oh, oh, yo, just cause I wouldn't work with you, you might have a little attitude, could care less if you think I'm rude. Haters can't walk up in my shoes, you salty dog, stop dropping clues. I've been a man, how you let someone else story mess up your plan? Smoothly, been the man, who is him? On them, grabbing automated business plans, off the top, being ready, chopping files, split tack L. advice from me? Then it's time to pay the fee If you need advice from me Then it's time to pay the fee It's time to pay the fee Time to, time to pay the fee Time to pay the fee uh. Time to pay the fee It's just time to pay the fee Yeah Time to pay the fee Hey, hey Time to pay the fee Hey, hey Time to pay the fee Hey, hey Time to pay the fee Hey, time to pay the fee it's just time to pay the fee. It's just time to pay the fee. Time to, time to pay the fee. Part 3 of Chapter 11 of Book 1 of The Wealth of Nations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. 
For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Stephen Escalera. The Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith. Part 3 of Chapter 11 of Book 1 of the Rent of Land. Digression concerning the variations in the value of silver during the course of the four last centuries. First Period. In 1350, and for some time before, the average price of the quarter of wheat in England seems not to have been estimated lower than four ounces of silver, tower weight, equal to about twenty shillings of our present money. From this price it seems to have fallen gradually to two ounces of silver, equal to about ten shillings of our present money, the price at which we find it estimated in the beginning of the sixteenth century, and at which it seems to have continued to be estimated till about 1570. In 1350, being the 25th of Edward III, was enacted what is called the Statute of Laborers. In the preamble, it complains much of the insolence of servants who endeavored to raise their wages upon their masters. It therefore ordains that all servants and laborers should, for the future, be contented with the same wages and liveries. Liveries in those times signified not only clothes, but provisions, which they had been accustomed to receive in the twentieth year of the king and the four preceding years. That, upon this account, their livery wheat should nowhere be estimated higher than ten pence a bushel, and that it should always be in the option of the master to deliver them either the wheat or the money. Ten pence a bushel, therefore, had, in the twenty-fifth of Edward III, been reckoned to a very moderate price of wheat, since it required a particular statute to oblige servants to accept of it in exchange for their usual livery of provisions. And it had been reckoned a reasonable price ten years before that, or in the sixteenth year of the king, the term to which the statute refers. But in the sixteenth year of Edward III, ten pence contained about half an ounce of silver, tower weight, and was nearly equal to half a crown of our present money. Four ounces of silver, tower weight, therefore, equal to six shillings and eight pence of the money of those times, and to near twenty shillings of that of the present, must have been reckoned a moderate price for the quarter of eight bushels. This statute is surely a better evidence of what was reckoned, in those times, a moderate price of grain. Part 1 of Chapter 10 of Book 1 of The Wealth of Nations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Stephen Escalera. The Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith. Part 1 of Chapter 10 of Book 1 of wages and profit in the different employments of labor and stock. The whole of the advantages and disadvantages of the different employments of labor and stock must, in the same neighborhood, be either perfectly equal or continually tending to equality. If, in the same neighborhood, there was any employment evidently either more or less advantageous than the rest, so many people would crowd into it in the one case, and so many would desert it in the other, that its advantages would soon return to the level of other employments. This, at least, would be the case in a society where things were left to follow their natural course, where there was perfect liberty, and where every man was perfectly free both to choose what occupation he thought proper, and to change it as often as he thought proper. Every man's interest would prompt him to seek the advantageous, and to shun the disadvantageous employment. Pecuniary wages and profit, indeed, are everywhere in Europe extremely different, according to the different employments of labor and stock. 
this difference arises partly from certain circumstances in the employments themselves, which, either really, or at least in the imagination of men, make up for a small pecuniary gain in some, and counterbalance a great one in others, and partly from the policy of Europe, which nowhere leaves things at perfect liberty. The particular consideration of those circumstances and of that policy will divide this chapter into two parts. Part 1. Inequalities arising from the nature of the employments themselves. The five following are the principal circumstances which, so far as I have been able to observe, make up for a small pecuniary gain in some employments and counterbalance a great one in others. First, the agreeableness or disagreeableness of the employments themselves. Secondly, the easiness and cheapness or the difficulty and expense of learning them. Thirdly, the constancy or inconstancy of employment in them. Fourthly, the small or great trust which must be reposed in those who exercise them. And fifthly, the probability or improbability of success in them. First, the wages of labor vary with the ease or hardship, the cleanliness or dirtiness, the honorableness or dishonorableness of the employment. Translated by Henry Neville. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Clive Catterall. Book Two, Part Two. As to the teaching of the use of arms, they were trained in this way. They had the young men put on arms and armour which weighed more than twice that of the real ones, and as a sword, they gave them a leaded club which in comparison was very heavy. They made each one of them drive a pole into the ground so that three arm lengths remained above ground and so firmly fixed that blows would not drive it to one side or have it fall to the ground. Against this pole, the young men were trained with the shield and the club as against an enemy. 
and sometimes they went at it as if they wanted to wound the head or the face, another time as if they wanted to puncture the flank, sometimes the legs, sometimes they drew back, another time they went forward. And in this training, they had in mind making themselves adept at covering themselves and wounding the enemy. And since the feigned arms were very heavy, the real ones afterward seemed light. The Romans wanted their soldiers to wound the enemy by the driving of a point against him, rather than by cutting or slashing, as much because such a blow was more fatal and had less defence against it, as also because it left less uncovered those who were wounding, making him more adept at repeating his attack than by slashing. Do you not wonder that those ancients should think of these minute details? For they reasoned that where men had to come hand to hand in battle, every little advantage is of the greatest importance. And I will remind you of that, because the writers say of this that I have taught it to you. Nor did the ancients esteem it a more fortunate thing in a republic than to have many of its men trained in arms. For it is not the splendour of jewels and gold that makes the enemy submit themselves to you, but only fear of arms. Moreover, errors made in other things can sometimes be corrected afterwards, but those that are made in war, as the punishment happens immediately, cannot be corrected. In addition to this, knowing how to fight makes men more audacious, as no one fears Chapter 19 of Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Rita Boutros. Discourses on the First Decade of Titus Livius, Book 2, Niccolo Machiavelli. Translation by Ninian Hill Thompson Chapter 19 That acquisitions made by ill-governed states and such as follow not the valiant methods of the Romans tend rather to their ruin than to their aggrandizement. To these false opinions, founded on the pernicious example first set by the present corrupt age, we owe it that no man thinks of departing from the methods which are in use. It had been impossible, for instance, some thirty years ago, to persuade an Italian that ten thousand foot soldiers could, on plain ground, attack ten thousand cavalry together with an equal number of infantry, and not merely attack, but defeat them as we saw done by the Swiss at that Battle of Novara, to which I have already referred so often. For although history abounds in similar examples, none would have believed them, or, believing them, would have said that nowadays men are so much better armed that a squadron of cavalry could shatter a rock to say nothing of a column of infantry. With such false pleas would they have belied their judgment, taking no account that with a very scant force of foot soldiers, Lucullus routed a hundred and fifty thousand of the cavalry of Tigranus, among whom were a body of horsemen very nearly resembling our own men-at-arms. Now, however, this error is demonstrated by the example of the northern nations. And 
Since what history teaches us as to the superiority of foot soldiers is thus proved to be true, men ought likewise to believe that the other methods practiced by the ancients are in like manner salutary and useful, and were this once accepted, both princes and commonwealths would make fewer blunders than they do, would be stronger to resist sudden attack, and would no longer place their sole hope of safety in flight, while those who take Perhaps I have such special needs. Yeah, scrummy pan testers, wrecking flows, doing folds, going in, break them off, dog. Let's all go. Bops. <laughs> the insurance oh. that I know I need could surely be 50k surety for the trust BOP. Then we can skip a mission, drop a gems. And I really hope that you listen in, getting faster with the mittens. Recording what I'm saying just so I'm not forgetting. My mind is heavy with decisions with the China and connection to the lithium and palm deals. Haters brush me off, say it sounds like a tall tale. Service rendered on mail in the package just deliver. Pull up on them, make them shiver. Record flows all up in November. Yeah, you know me, I've been the number one contender, chopping up the CSVs like the blades of a blender bank Set the funding when the trust was getting notarized Never knowing what the breakfast is Man, it's so potent when I step out in a suit and tie Hey, to swear that it's a disguise Wise guys from the Santa Rosa Drive Shipping brothers all through Best I need a business operation policy I need a business operator 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 policy I need a business model Loaded from your trash, VPN, patching up, bash your stash. How long can this backdoor shell last? As long as I please. Programming Python, puffing pine trees. Tracking, shipping, Russell crew in Belize. Doing things you can't believe. Doing things you can't believe. Hey, you know that. Doing things you can't believe. Doing things you can't believe. Can't believe. Flash websites, women closures for weed. Bow wax women, and you know they rupees. Who's he? I don't know, but he float though. But he drop, I think he ride Uber, but I know he ain't broke though. Oh man, yeah, you know I gotta keep him talking. Gotta make him wonder, leave an idiot. Infrastructure, plunder, stunt, serving death, con badges in the summer. Miss your patch, man, that's wet. Probably guess it's a bummer, been on the top, dog, but haters gonna doubt me like the under. But no other can wreck it like me, you gotta run. Take a number. What? Take a number. Okay. Take a number. Okay. Take a number.
inside the patch on the Chromebook. Oh. Is that your password? Yeah. Is it strong dog? Let me take a look. In my tat, little S big P, yo IP, so try me, please fingerprint and recon flow, call it this old guy. Double S, no stress, get pen tested by the best, running up checks, diminishing the best, persistent threats, could care less, ain't tryna impress the best, weird looking best, staying in the scope so there's never a rest, but I barely get rest, up, but for the sun, still trading for X. Pulling jug bands, hands on my screen. 89 period, ATR. Running through it, goes to say I went too far. I don't play about the way. I'ma have to increase my pay. Any day, I can turn the sun into the rain. So, y'all haters, y'all can stay mundane. Getting changed. For mitigating risk from kill chains. In map scan, all your IP range. I'll keep you on your toes, but I still bet that you won't swing. PNC, get residual rules, but people need to ride. So I Stay in your face when you see me, it's time to decide Should I buy a plaza or should I let it ride? I don't know, but it's mad land outside I already could afford it, but the question is Do I want a two-in hole in the petrified forest? Keeping money flows in orbit TV screens fall in the Uber watching orbit Don't interrupt me when I'm recording Smoothly belly rocking Jordans Doing things that's way more important Google see my name and it's always corporate Saw the 10 cube, bought the dead, hold it, then absorb it Yeah, map, tech, little ass, big so try me, try me Double S, no stress, get pen tested by the best Running up checks, diminishing the best, persistent threats Could care less, ain't tryna impress the best Weird looking best, staying in the scope so there's never a rest But I barely get rest, up, but for the sun still trading for X Microphone, put a murk, leaving haters feeling hurt. Keep the knowledge on how the damage lurk. H double T P lets me see traffic from one end to E N D. Privilege designation I D S. Reports on my law, repping through all the fog. Yeah, you might walk the path, but I build a job. Through the ports, get cloned. Latest recon ports, just put bounties for the eye doors. Checking on the time score, just dot slash to get on the tour. Caption flags, man, I gotta get more. So Sanitize your input. Watch what you put in your head or of being great by Wallace D. Wattles. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Preparation Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. If you become like God, you can read His thoughts. And if you do not, you will find the inspirational perception of truth impossible. You can never become a great man or woman until you have overcome anxiety, worry, and fear. It is impossible for an anxious man 
a worried one or a fearful one to perceive truth. All things are distorted and thrown out of their proper relations by such mental states, and those who are in them cannot read the thoughts of God. If you are poor, or if you are anxious about business or financial matters, you are recommended to study carefully the first volume of this series, The Science of Getting Rich. That will present to you a solution for your problems of this nature, no matter how large or how complicated they may seem to be. There is not the least cause for worry about financial affairs. Every person who wills to do so may rise above want, have all he needs, and become rich. The same source upon which you propose to draw for mental unfolding and spiritual power is at your service for the supply of all your material wants. Study this truth until it is fixed in your thoughts and until anxiety is banished from your mind. Enter the certain way which leads to material riches. Again, if you are anxious or worried about your health, realize it is possible for you to attain perfect health so that you may have strength sufficient for all that you wish to do and more. That intelligence that stands ready to give you wealth and mental and spiritual power will rejoice to give you health also. Perfect health is yours for the asking, if you will only obey the simple laws of life and live aright. Conquer ill health and cast out fear. But it is not enough to rise above financial and physical anxiety and worry. You must rise above moral evil-doing as well. Sound your inner consciousness now for the motives that actuate you and make sure they are right. You must cast out lust and cease to be ruled by appetite, and you must begin to govern appetite. You must eat only to satisfy hunger, never for gluttonous pleasure. And in all things you must make the flesh obey the spirit. You must lay aside greed. Have no unworthy motive in your desire to become rich. Part 5 of Chapter 10 of Book 1 of The Wealth of Nations This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org Recording by Stephen Escalera The Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith Part 5 of Chapter 10 of Book 1 of wages and profit in the different employments of labor and stock. Thirdly, the policy of Europe, by obstructing the free circulation of labor and stock, both from employment to employment and from place to place, occasions, in some cases, a very inconvenient inequality in the whole of the advantages and disadvantages of their different employments. The statute of apprenticeship obstructs the free circulation of labor from one employment to another, even in the same place. The exclusive privileges of corporations obstructed from one place to another, even in the same employment. It frequently happens that while high wages are given to the workmen in one manufacture, those in another are obliged to content themselves with bare subsistence. The one is in an advancing state, and has therefore a continual demand for new hands. The other is in a declining state, and the superabundance of hands is continually increasing. Those two manufacturers may sometimes be in the same town, and sometimes in the same neighborhood, without being able to lend the least assistance to one another. The statute of apprenticeship may oppose it in the one case, and both that and an exclusive corporation in the other. In many different manufacturers, however, the operations are so much alike that the workmen could easily change trades with one another, if those absurd laws did not hinder them. The arts of weaving plain linen and plain 
silk, for example, are almost entirely the same. That of weaving plain woolen is somewhat different, but the difference is so insignificant that either a linen or a silk weaver might become a tolerable workman in a few days. If any of those three capital manufacturers, therefore, were decaying, the workman might find a resource in one of the other two, which was in a more prosperous condition, and their wages would neither rise too high in the thriving, nor sink too low in the decaying manufacture. The linen manufacture, indeed, is in England by a particular statute open to everybody, but as it is not much cultivated through the greater part of the country, it can afford no general resource to the workmen of other decaying manufacturers, who, wherever the statute of apprenticeship takes place, have no other choice but thither to come upon the parish or to work as common laborers, for which, by their habits, they are much Chapter 1 of The Art of Money Getting this is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jill Preston. The Art of Money Getting by P.T. Barnum. Chapter 1 Don't Mistake Your Vocation. The safest plan and the one most sure of success for the young man starting in life is to select the vocation which is most congenial to his tastes. Parents and guardians are often quite too negligent in regard to this. It's very common for a father to say, for example, I have five boys. I will make Billy a clergyman, John a lawyer, Tom a doctor, and Dick a farmer. He then goes into town and looks about to see what he will do with Sammy. He returns home and says, Sammy, I see watchmaking is a nice genteel business. I think I will make you a goldsmith. He does this, regardless of Sam's natural inclinations or genius. We are all, no doubt, born for a wise purpose. There is as much diversity in our brains as in our countenances. Some are born natural mechanics while some have great aversion to machinery. Let a dozen boys of ten years get together, and you will soon observe two or three are whittling out some ingenious device, working with locks or complicated machinery. When they were but five years old, their father could find no toy to please them like a puzzle. They are natural mechanics, but the other eight or nine boys have different aptitudes. I belong to the latter class, I never had the slightest love for mechanism. On the contrary, I have a sort of abhorrence for complicated machinery. I never had ingenuity enough to whittle a cider tap so it would not leak. I never could make a pen that I could write with or understand the principle of a steam engine. If a man was to take such a boy as I was and attempt to make a watchmaker of him, the boy might, after an apprenticeship of five or seven years, be able to take a part and put together a watch. But all through life he would be working uphill and seizing every ex 